0: The following podcast is completely fictional. All of the characters, even those based on real people, are fictional. They are just impressions
1: by a weird dude talking to himself for your enjoyment.
0: Hola, bra Hello, everybody. It is Above the Day. Welcome to another episode of the Lot Scene Podcast. Today, I want to talk about drugs. Doing drugs. Man, that's changed buying drugs changed even more. Let's talk about it. And then we're going to bring back Derek Trucks and Susan Tedeschi. And they are coming back onto the podcast this time with with their therapists. And so we're excited to talk with all of them. And then I am super pumped to bring back onto the podcast a favorite of the lot scenes. It's the keyboard player for the Disco Biscuits, Aaron Magner. So beat on that drum and sneeze when you come. It's another episode of The Lot. <laughs> Thank you Kid, Alright, not to sound like that dude, but like, for real, when I was a kid, you could buy drugs from strangers. What? Okay, fine. Probably, if you do drugs, there's still a strong chance that you, every now and then, will buy drugs from strangers. But I feel like you shouldn't do that. I mean, shit, it's not like I'm best buddies with my drug dealer. Not at all, but I don't know, test your drugs. Guys, you gotta test your drugs now, right? I'll be honest, I, I, I didn't test my drugs up until this year. I didn't test them. I, I did a different kind of test. Maybe you guys are familiar with this test. It's uh, buy the bag and then they go, all right, you try first, okay? Or uh, you show up somewhere and, and people are doing something. But a bunch of the other people have already done the thing that, and before you have. You waited 20 minutes. You're like, here, here, yeah, try that. Okay, now I'm just going to come back in 20. If you're still here, then I'll do some too. Uh, so that's kind of a test, right? I mean, not really. But I don't even know how good the actual tests are. But I got some. I got the fentanyl kits. Uh, they're just little test strips and i'm happy to lose a little bit of my drugs to you testing to see if they're okay i finally got there i got to that point enough people died that's that's fucking scary so many people have died uh in los angeles from fentanyl. all over it's it is out there it is in drugs for sure a lot of them and that's fucked up that ruins it for everybody man no one gets it right Whenever people talk about fentanyl, we're all saying the same thing. We're like, why would they kill us? We are their business. It doesn't make sense. Except for people who do fentanyl. And if you're doing that, uh, you should stop. But no judgment. That's never been my thing. But damn, that seems that seems like a risky one. But that's where we're at, right? That's where we're at. Uh, aside from the people who want fentanyl in their drugs, uh, most of us don't. Because most of us aren't buying fentanyl uh, when we're getting... Well, or at least the people I, I know who have died thought they were doing coke for the most part. But they are saying it's also in Molly, which is super scary uh, as well. Um, just you got to be super careful. And that's not how I ever did it. And I feel like if you're young and you're listening to this and you test your drugs, great. If you're not, definitely start doing that. But also if you're like, whatever, old dude, um, I'm going to I'm going to live my life and do whatever I want. I'm going to buy drugs from whoever in the lot. I get it because, dude, I did that for so long. For decades, buying drugs from the dudes at the lot. And the worst thing that happened was uh, sometimes the drugs weren't exactly what we thought they'd be. I definitely got custied a few times. So we had, there was bunk drugs. Sure, that's always been around. But like now it's like we never worry about bunk drugs. We worry about taking one tiny hit of something and having that thing kill you. That's crazy. I, the, the fear up until now for me has always been, what if I did too much? Not, what if I did the tiniest amount to get the night going and that killed me right on the spot? That's, that's, a, that's a whole new fear to have. I feel bad for kids coming up now who want to experiment with drugs. And I know a lot of people my age feel the same way. There's, um, most people, I'd say most of my friends, probably are more or less done with drugs Uh, you know, harder drugs, maybe even hallucinogenics. So they look at it as a thing of the past. So most people my age, their response to the fentanyl epidemic is, man, got out just in the nick of time. Glad I don't do that anymore. But for us derelicts who continue to rate it, (laughs) but like, yeah, for, for other people who like to imbibe and younger people who will continue to want to experiment, I guess if you're growing up in this epidemic, then you are ready, are aware, and maybe you are just taking different steps that we didn't take as kids. That's also a thing we did shit a lot different differently than the people uh, growing up in the seventies. So in, in the eighties, and uh, with every new decade, there are changes in how we got to do shit. We adapt. I know people are gonna keep doing drugs, but it is weird because I. Now, don't know if like the parking lot, the lot scene, if you will, uh, is what it was. And if it could ever get back there or when it will get back there, essentially, I, I assume if their fentanyl thing, all of a sudden it doesn't become an issue, then the lot can get back to the lot. But right now it I'd be pretty apprehensive to just buy drugs at the place that I was going to do drugs. Like, that already feels like a thing of the past, just in the last few years. I don't know how you feel, but I used to go to shows in my teens, and my 20s, and even sometimes maybe my 30s, for sure, uh, And clubs. And, and, and that's where I was like, well, I'll just get drugs there. That was, that was how I did it. No, I don't have Molly for the Biscuit show, but I'll get to the Biscuit show and I'll find some Molly. And now that seems like a terrible idea. And I can tell a lot of people feel that that's a terrible idea because I'm not hearing people looking for as many drugs, but I'm still seeing plenty of people on drugs. So everybody's just bringing their own drugs. They're bringing them from home. They're bringing them from their more trusted friend, dealer, uh, whatever, somewhere where they could test them first. Uh, You can feel that, like people are still at these shows and they're still high as fuck left and right, but you're just not seeing as much exchanging going down a lot. People are just bringing their own shit. So once again, a win for the Nitrous Mafia, who are the only viable drug on Lot anymore. That and the dude who's got the Veggie burritos after the show. But really I haven't seen that dude around the lot either. Which is a whole other thing I want to get into at some point. But yeah, now it's just nitrous and, and bacon-wrapped hot dogs. And that's what Lot is now. And it's uh, it's it's pins and t-shirts. And yeah, there's there's the older dude selling mushrooms. Guys, we can look at the mushrooms and we could feel pretty good about that move. And it's some guy selling kind buds and pff, long live the kind bud dude. He's got he's got to keep kind budding and you know, we we love him, you know. It's that that shit's still going to be okay. The guy with acid, I think the guy with acid actually uh he's still good, but it's it's the dude's slanging the coke and the ketamine even is like all right the powders and 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 even to some degree the pills are all of a sudden like suspect i would buy drugs on lot if i knew i could then go test them and or take them home and test them i wouldn't just like do them i don't know maybe maybe that's weird of me but i don't think it is because i'm seeing more and more people showing up and with their own drugs that is the way it is. That's the way it is with, with my, my crew here in L.A. that I, I go to shows with. Everybody comes with their own drugs. The only thing I'll say about why I feel like it that changes the experience for us as fans, because, sure, a bunch of guys slanging shit outside may get affected because people don't want to take the risk on their drugs because they're strangers, and boo-hoo, whatever, who cares. But, like, there is a certain dynamic shift that happens when you and whoever you go with or whoever lives like your roommates or your partner or whatever, you guys take your drugs and then other friends you meet up with, they got their drugs. Now everyone's, you know, taking drugs uh that are different and everybody's taking a little bit of this or a little bit of that or a little you know, and then we may not like tell each other what exactly we've been taking. So everyone's on different levels. Everyone's experiencing different things and we don't wanna like fuck anybody's time up. So so we kind of tiptoe a little bit and kind of feel each other out on where we're at, where we're at, on what drugs and stuff, because, you know, that was the kind of the nice thing about getting something. You know, I'd show up to a show with, with, you know, and meet up with a couple of dudes and, you know, we we talked to some guy and he'd give us a, a couple of things and we were all going in on the same thing, same experience, same night. And we all would ride that wave together. Uh, good or bad? Mostly good. S- sometimes it turned out to be something that just gave you a headache, but we did it together and now because everyone has their own trusted trusted sources and you know they're doing that before they get to the thing on the side uh, on their own privately and and they're taking the drugs at different times it, it's just like i don't know it does affect i think a little bit of the the potential bonding that can happen at a show when everyone's on the same shit so if you want that then buy a bunch of shit that's good and tested and clean and uh, buy it for all your friends too. Be that person. Be that person that shows up and says, yeah, this shit's great. Test it at all. And uh, let's all do it. It's all the same shit and we're all going to party together. Maybe that's how you guys are doing it. I'm a, I'm maybe I'm late to the game. Um, but uh, yeah, just be careful out there, you know. And if you don't go to shows and you just do drugs at home, just couch touring, then also be careful. Still test your drugs. If you never leave the house and and all your shows are couch touring, hey, good for you. I get that. I think couch tour is bigger and bigger now. It's like the biggest thing. Everybody's couch touring. Uh, no one wants to hang out with anyone anymore. So everyone's, uh, couch touring and in some cases partying hard while watching shows from home. That's cool. I don't know if I said this, but I had this thought that couch tour is like, it should be called Cuck Tour. Because, like, isn't essentially Couch Tour just you watching other people watching a sick concert? Like, yeah, you're watching a show, but you're also wa- you're watching a concert. So you're, you're watching other people having fucking sex. Like, those people rocking in the moment, at a thing, <laughs> feeling great, and you are on your couch watching them fuck. And if you're someone like me, then you're watching a concert on your computer, watching other people, having the greatest time. And you're there all alone, high as fuck, on the couch, just furiously masturbating. And I don't know. I don't know how you couch door, but I jerk off like the whole time but you know our first guest today they are a couple a power couple we've had them on the podcast now a few times they are the lot seen podcast favorite couple and while they seem perfect they want you to know that things aren't always perfect and that every relationship takes work and so they are coming on the podcast with their therapist and we're very excited to talk with them for just a few minutes Ladies and gentlemen, please come back to the Lot Scene Podcast. Derek Trucks and Susan Tedeschi. Derek, Susan, how are we doing? Hey, both of the day. So, Derek and Susan, you wanted to come on the podcast, and you just wanted to talk and just have an open conversation here today. Uh, yeah, um, yeah. Me and Derek, you know, we have a wonderful marriage, um, but sometimes um, it takes. You know a little more work every now and then to to get us back that's in the right about it, dave you know we work
1: real hard and we got a
0: great band and and we're just trying to do the best we can and we love our family very much and you know we want everyone out there to know that we're an absolute power couple but at the same time you know every relationship takes effort and passion and compromise that's very true derek well, well, that sounds really emotionally mature of both of you. And so you guys said that you want to come on, you want in to introduce us to your new therapists. Are these, like, couple therapists? Yes. Uh-huh. Don't usually couples have, like, one therapist? Mm-hmm. Are you? Go. But, um, you know, I just... Really, really like my therapist, and you know Derek, yeah i I really I just really love my therapist, so we didn't really want to compromise on that. well, you didn't want to compromise, huh? not on that, okay, and so do you guys all meet together? well uh we are we are right now for the first oh okay but 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 we've heard so much about each other's therapist. Maybe a little too much. Oh, what does that mean? Oh, nothing. Nothing. He sounds nice. Well, let's bring him out here, everybody. It's Derek Trucks and Susan Tedeschi's therapist. Reef? Yes. Hello, the Dave. I'm here to actualize our most realist potential. Oh. Hamanos? Hello, it is me, Hamanos, once again. The crystal dealer? That is right, I am the crystal dealer. I uh, also uh, I am a therapist uh, for uh, Susan Tedeschi. No way! That's right. Yeah, he's wonderful. Oh, I didn't know you were a licensed therapist, Hamanos. Licensed, no. Uh, licensed crystal dealer, yes. Oh, okay. And Reef, uh, you are a life coach? Was that right? Yes. Still super broke? Or... Yes. Then somehow you are the therapist for Derek Trucks? Yes, I am. And together we will find full fulfillment and embodiment of the one. And Derek, that makes sense to you? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, really love the stuff you've been teaching me. I have a whole new outlook on life. This is the guy, huh? This is reef. This is him, babe. Yeah. It's really quite the coach, babe. Yes, I I do like to start every session with a little meditation and a quick prayer to the sun god. I have already done my prayers for the day. Oh okay, well, just maybe for the couple then. Okay. Yeah, babe, you gotta do it, you gotta do it. All right, yeah, okay. Everybody close their eyes. Above the Dave. I am strong. It's okay that I live in my car. It's, it's okay, okay that, that I, I live in, live in my, in my car. car. It's okay I still get money from my parents. It's, it's okay, okay, I, still okay still I still get money, get money from, from, my from my parents. Please take out $5 and give it to Reef. Please, Please take, take out. out. No, 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 that wasn't part of the meditation. Um, if you could just, I'll take out five dollars. I, I, uh, I really could use that money. Oh, yeah, yeah, here you go, Reef. Um, what? Um, uh, okay. Yeah, I don't have any cash on me, dude. Oh, it's okay. If you, if you could just run to an ATM. Yeah, no, I'm hosting a podcast. Okay. <gasps> yes. Derek, it is a pleasure to finally meet you. My name is Homaros. I am the Crystal Dealer. Oh, my God. Susan, you're doing Crystal? No, 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 a crystal, a uh, healing crystals, you know, uh rocks, Ro- you're smoking rocks, what babe, no no, 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 not to smoke, but smoke a rock, this is a crystal, see, look, a beautiful crystal, oh, oh wow, that's that's really nice, yes, you should hold it, hold the crystal right there, it's, Isn't it's it beautiful, absolutely there? beautiful,, what is this this is rose quartz it's not just pretty to look at this pink crystal is associated with love compassion and self-care it's known as the love stone babe it's to help promote soothing and calming properties of love healing and serenity of course susan yes of course. Well, uh, how does it how does it work do i just hold it yes, yes you you hold it Unfortunately, this one, <laughs> this one is mine. This is Hamanos's. Uh, if you want, however, I, I can sell you. I give you a very, very, very good deal. One the best from Homanos. Yes, he's a crystal dealer, not a crystal healer, as we've come to find out. But I do know much about the crystals. And this one, I can give you a very, very good deal. A very good deal? Well, that is very nice if you have an arrow, but my name is Hamanos. Hominos, sorry. Um, Babe, get his name right. Sorry. um, Yeah, I'm just, I don't know if if I need a rock right now, though. I don't know if that's going to help center our relationship. Oh, babe, you just got to understand more about these crystals. I have a few of them right here. Check this one out. Yes, check this one out right here. This one is a sunstone. Oh, sunstone, huh? It's pretty nice. Oh, yes, it's very nice. A sunstone this is if you are looking to spice up your love life in the bedroom sure like that this sunstone right here this keeps your sensual essence from lying dormant within and encourages it to flourish outward instead oh wow (laughs) you hear that babe i guess i'm gonna have to hold on to this one Yes, yes, you can hold on for me a couple of seconds, maybe minutes, but, but then I will need it back, uh, as it is once again the uh, Hamanos Cristo But I have many sunstones that I can sell you. Uh, sure, yeah. Uh, guess we could get a couple. Oh, babe, yeah, I've bought a couple already. You have? Oh, yeah, yeah, Hamanos has sold me quite a few already. Very, very, it's been very helpful for me. I can already feel the the energetic difference. Can you? Oh, that's how I feel about Reef. That guy has really changed my wavelength. Yes. Derek now travels at a much higher wavelength. We have co-created a new actualization of self that beams at a higher frequency, one of positivity. gift cards. What's, what's that about, Reef? I do pay, Reef, uh, but in different ways. Uh, he says sometimes cash is great, We uh, also will accept Starbucks gift cards because if he can take the money to Starbucks, he can not only get some food or some coffee, but he can also use their bathrooms, which I guess is, is really big when you live in your car. Yes, especially for number twos. Well, it seems to me that Your therapist here, Derek and Susan, have very different methods of uh, guiding you and taking your money. And both seem to be pretty quite effective. And, I don't know, maybe Susan, Derek's guy doesn't have necessarily resonate with you and vice versa, Derek. I don't know, do you think one of these two therapists should be your couple's therapist? Or do you think you should be seeing these therapists separately? In the future? Well, I guess there's no harm in Derek meeting with Reef. Um, I don't think there'll be much help, but I don't think there'll be much harm. I don't really know why Derek even needs a life coach. I said we should get more of a therapist. Uh, Well, babe, I figure that anyone that tells the world that they're a life coach probably have made so many bad decisions, and everyone in their life is scratching their heads and laughing at the idea that this person is a life coach that I just kind of need to see how they're doing things and, and do the opposite. What do you mean? No offense, Reef. And taken. Well, I guess that makes sense in some weird, twisted way. Yeah, yeah, it kind of did. I don't know. It's like perspective or something. Totally. Yes. But babe, I don't... I mean, Homino seems like he's just selling us stuff. It does seem like that, but I don't know, these crystals do seem like they're doing something for me. Babe, hey, we can buy any crystals we want. Hold them or whatever, or... What you put them in our pants or something? Yes, you can put them in your pants, you can put them in the bedroom, you put them on desk. And they don't like move or nothing, they're just... they're just rocks, huh? Yes, they, they are just crystals. Yes, uh, they take many billions of years to create. Contain all the powers of the Earth. But yes, just rocks. Hey, hey, man. Hey, No offense. I mean, they are very pretty. I just, again, I'm I'm new to this stuff. It does okay. It does okay. I mean, I just kind of feel weird if we are like walking around with crystals in our pants all all the time, babe. I mean, what if we're at you know party or gathering or something? A gathering. You you mean like a like a juggalo? Like a what? You mean like a juggalo? Like a who? Uh, you mean like a gathering of the juggalos? He means he's talking about. Insane Clown Posse, the festival. Oh, yeah, yeah. I don't really know much about that. I was talking about like a party. Oh, okay. Yes. I mean, I thought you were talking gathering a juggalo. I say crystals, very good for juggalos. No, Hammonds. Yeah, they play uh, plenty of festivals, but not that one. Okay, sorry. This is the only festival I know. They are very good musicians, so I hear their music very good. Oh, thank you very much. Yeah, Hammonds really likes our stuff. Yes, I do. It's very very good. Yeah, well you should come uh, see us, we're going to be we're gonna be performing tomorrow night. Oh yes, I, I would like that very much. Yeah, I'll get you a ticket. Oh yes? Yeah, I'll, I'll give you a really, really good deal. <laughs> I'm just kidding, I'll get you on the list. <laughs> okay, nice. Oh babe, uh, you got to be again. that was funny. Yes, <laughs> I'm going to joke. like oh, oh babe, you're so funny. Why do we take these crystals and get out of here? Alright, am I still your therapist though? Um, I don't know. I think we're pretty good, actually. Yeah, babe, I don't know. I feel like we just can work it out ourselves. We don't really need these guys. Oh, damn. Sorry, Reef. It's okay. It's just... I don't have a way home. Reef, did you drive here? Yes. Well, there you go. There's your home. Oh, that's right. That's right. All right, everybody. Well, it's been a pleasure speaking with you all. Derek, Susan, thank you so much for coming by the podcast and being so open about your relationship. It is uh really a breath of fresh air. Oh, thank you for coming by the podcast once again. Thank you, Bubba Dave. Always a pleasure. Thank you, Bubba Dave. Uh, and Reef, Hominos, good seeing you guys. Stay good. Yes. Oh thank you. Oh, thank you very much. Be true to yourself. Can I use your bathroom? Yes you can Reef. Thank you. All right everybody. Derek Trucks and Susan tedeschi Oh, nice. oh, oh, his, I guess now is the keyboardist for the di- that is the bell Marco is the door locked oh I did I did not get the, um, I did not get a new lock you didn't get a new lock you know what it probably doesn't even matter anyway so, once again, everybody, we're going to need you to brace yourselves. When that door flies open, we need another visitor from here. Ho! Whoa! Hold tight, everybody. Well, we got a dog running through here. Whoa! This dog get off me. Hey, hey, come on, man. Get off him over there. Get off him. Colonel, oh, Colonel Forbin. Holy shit. No, get off no. get off Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, sorry, he's a, he's a drug sniffing dog. He's a drug sniffing dog. Yeah, he, he's retired, but he's a he's a drug sniffing dog. What was that? He's got drugs on him.
1: Hey. I don't
0: know. So, he says you do. You can sniff him. Hey, <laughs> hey, get off! Of hey, 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 you gotta give up the drugs. All right, all right. God damn! All right here. Yeah. Here you go. Thank you, McGrub. <clears throat> Thank you, McGrub. <clears throat> this looks like some good shit. <clears throat> I'm gonna be saving this to, uh, to flush it later. Uh huh. Okay. What did I just step in through? Well, that's uh you just came from Gamehenge, correct? That's right. And now you were in my podcast studio here back on Earth, present day. Well, you fucking kidding me over here. I I'm not. That's right, McGrupp. He's telling us we're back home. Well, we're we're not in Long Island, which I believe is where you're from. Long Island, that's correct. Yeah. Well, we're in California. Oh, California. Nice. Good to be back. Yeah, okay. you want to take a seat real fast? I, I know that's kind of a wild ride for you, going through a portal in time, but you got a couple minutes. You want to chat or? Yeah, 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 I got a couple minutes. Hold on, let me get a, get a seat. Take off my jacket over oh, yeah. here. Oh, nice. I like that shirt. Yeah, just, yeah. Dog daddy. Yeah, I'm a dog daddy. I love my, I love my pup. That's right, baby. What's that? Yeah, go sniff him out. Don't touch. No, don't touch. I don't like it. Hey, yeah, can you get off? Can you get him off Marco? He's smelling something. Hey, get off Marco, man. He's got drugs on him. McGraw. He's got drugs on him, boy. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, here. Take the drugs, take the drugs. Bring it over here. Oh, whoa, what's this? Bad boy over right there. Your dog seems to be a narc? He, he's a former cop dog, yeah. Now I just use him to find drugs on people. Oh, I, that's that's pretty smart, actually. Yeah, I'm just gonna flush this. Yeah, well, no one really believes that. Colonel. So what's your name? Yeah, oh yeah, my name is Above the Dave, and this is my podcast. Don't know what a podcast is, and that name is weird. Well, what's weird is that you just stepped through a door to what I thought was an imaginary world created by one of my favorite bands. And you're real, and you're here, and you are with a dog named McGraw. This is my fucking companion right here. That's right, baby. What's that? Well, you're very handsome, too. So, uh, Colonel Forbin, I do know a little bit about you. Oh, yeah? What do you know? I know that you come from Long Island, and you went through a door, and you stepped into yesterday, into a land filled with uh, lush trees and hills, uh, and a mountain in the center, and a group of people named the Lizards. You're doing whole good about me. That's, that's pretty good. And you helped Rutherford the Brave and the Revolutionaries overthrow King Wilson. Yeah, so I find this mountain. to find this guy. Ridiculous yeah yeah hiculus yeah and this Iculus guy just who's been up there for thousands of years and and so I get there and he tells me he's, he's gonna send the mockingbird to steal his helping friendly book and he does it and he steals his helping friendly book and then the Mockingbird, we're all lo- waiting and waiting and the mockingbird never returns so we don't have the book and I've been looking all over I was in this woman's bathroom and then I, I and I and'm I'm, I'm walking around and then I with with McGrupp, that's right boy and and McGrupp, he starts barking and we run in this woman's room and then next thing me you know, we're we're through this portal. Well, yeah, that's sorry, yeah, that's right. I, I left out that piece. McGrub wanted me to include that. I, at first, I took a shit in the woman's in the woman's store Thank you. I did skip that detail. What's that? Boy? Go get him. I hope he's smelling something. Oh. What are you doing, dude? i wild, dude. To get off, What are you doing? Daddy. Oh man, the drugs got Gary. Gary, he wants your drugs. What are you? Do you drugs, oh, yeah, get, 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 get off me, idiot dog. Aw, oh, that dog just shook my ketamine. Dude, I'm going back in the bathroom. Sorry, Gary. Yeah, get got this freaking narc dog. <coughs> he says, Watch your tone." Okay, well, he's already got the freaking drug, so. So you're telling me that the Mockingbird didn't bring the Helping Friendly book back? He just fucking disappeared. Oh, damn. Well, yeah, we, we saw him. He, bu- he bounced over here for a second and then left again. I mean, he's around. He just doesn't have the fucking book. Damn, that's crazy. <coughs> What's that? <coughs> you won <want> his autograph? <coughs> He looks like Rutherford the Brave. He says you look like Rutherford the Brave. I don't, I don't see it. Oh. Well, if you insist. I don't know what he's talking about. All white dudes, <laughs> they all look the same to me. <laughs> Colonel, Mc- Colonel, aren't you white? Yeah, yeah. I know. All right, all right. Can we uh, get you autograph? Sure. Yeah, just right here. Yeah, just right there. Say he, he says you look like an above the Dave. Do I? Yeah, too much. What are you saying? Too much. He's, he's saying you look like him too much. I don't even know what that means. Well, uh, you are now here once again in the United States of America and on the planet Earth, Colonel Forbid. Welcome back. Thank you. Thank you. Do you want to stay? Are you are you gonna continue on your quest well i I'll tell you this much I really love the lizards and I really love game Hinge, and uh we had a wild adventure and unfortunately, we did not kill the evil Wilson. we had no part in it we We came close we talked to Aus the whole fucking day but uh you know you know i'm fifty two years old and McGrupp over here is. We're getting up there and i just i think maybe we're just gonna go back to Long island and honestly as much as i love the lizards i have really really missed bagel bites I fucking love bagel bites and i think i just want to go sit home and eat some bagel bites but we had a good quest we had a good quest oh man that's it huh back home yeah back home just to relax, and definitely, definitely flush these drugs. Yeah, flush them right up your nose, huh? And a little bit in my butt. Alright, well, pleasure having you here, Colonel Forbin, and, uh, I wish you, uh, a happy remaining years back in Long Island. Thank you very much. And I'll, I'll make sure we, uh, we get you where you need to go. <laughs> and my emotional support though. Of course, we would never forget about that pig. I mean, dog. <coughs> sorry. Thank you for coming back. Pleasure. All right. Well, give it up for Colonel Forbin and his dog McGrop, everybody. All right. That slightly less in the podcast studio. Nice look at yeah, Sorry about that, Marco. It's okay. It was just baking soda. Why are you keeping baking soda on you? Okay, fine. It was ketamine. Did you say ketamine? No. Oh, all right. I'll be in the bathroom. All right, Gary. Sorry, man. I don't even know I ever leave. All right. Well, I'm going to bring out my final guest. He has been waiting long enough. He is one of the four members of my favorite band, the Disco Biscuits. Ladies and gentlemen, let's bring him out here. Aaron Magner. Max, what up?
1: What up, dude? What up, motherfucker? Sorry, took me a minute to get out of here. I was just balls deep in your mom, ADD. Sorry if you freaking down, dude.
0: Welcome back to the podcast, Aaron.
1: Oh, dude. And I gave her five spogasms. Oh, you know it. Your mom was like, mm, give it to me, magpies. And I freaking spun my baseball hat backwards and visited your child house. Sorry if you freaking out. Oh,
0: Jesus Christ, dude.
1: Just kidding. I didn't bang your mom.
0: Yeah, I know, dude.
1: Her name is Karen, right? No. I swear it was. Because she kept yelling, let me speak to your Magner. Let me speak to your Magner. And I kept yelling back, who's in charge of this place right here? And she was all like, stuggist. Your mom is a freak, ATD.
0: Uh-huh. So, Aaron.
1: You know that new song Shocked?
0: Uh yeah. Yeah, I do.
1: Yeah, it's about shocking your mom. Boom. Sorry if you don't.
0: Okay. So, Aaron, how was your second half of 2022?
1: Oh, uh, I don't know. Fucking insane. Dude, I went to a bunch of sick concerts and some sports games. Fucking Phillies, god. Damn, fucking God damn it, the fucking Philly! Oh
0: yeah, sorry about that, man. Yeah, that, that would have been cool for Philly if you guys won.
1: Fuck, fuckity
0: fuck! You're still angry about it, huh?
1: Fuck, yeah I am, dude! That was ours, dude! I should have played.
0: You should have played?
1: Yeah, they came to me like, Mags, baby, we need you. And I was at the game tripping my fucking net sack off I was like, dudes, we aren't going to cheat like those fucks.
0: Yeah, those fucking cheater astros.
1: Fucking go blast their asses, dogs. That's what I said to them. and they fucking lose, ATD, I should have gone out there.
0: Wait, so you're saying the Philadelphia Phillies asked you, Aaron Magner, to bat for them? Bat?
1: No, baby. They wanted me to pitch.
0: You're a pitcher?
1: Oh, I'm a pitch-perfect bitch.
0: That's a lie.
1: Like a necromancer.
0: That does sound like a nasty pitch, I'll give you that. What does that one do? Well,
1: I hit you straight in the neck at ninety miles an hour, baby. I could have taken a few of them out for the series.
0: Okay, so when I asked you how the second half of your year was, I meant like with the band, the Disco Biscuits. Oh,
1: fucking sick! We're the greatest band of all time, and we're just fucking melting faces quicker than the polar ice caps. We got. fucking space opera dude you do we got a fucking space opera above the dave you know any other bands with a fucking space opera
0: um i mean the
1: answer please all other operas fucking suck no one likes them because they're friggin' boring and everyone's uh 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 ugly. wait huh but the fucking biscuits hit you with a space opera and everyone's Burst in their loads and bang your mommy, diddy. Hey, diddy. Hey, you know what? I wrote a song about your mom's snatch. Did? Yeah, did. Yeah. It's called Wormhole. Sorry if you freakin' Wow,
0: Mags, you are on one today. Oh,
1: I'm on one. I'm on one in the stink and two in the pink. shot! Rolling through your mom's poos with no rubbers.
0: Wow! So, Aaron, what? What is it like being the
1: greatest keyboard player in the galaxy? The answer, please! Easy, because I'm a freaking genius!
0: Well, that wasn't going to be my question.
1: Okay, shit. My
0: question is... Freeze!
1: Put your hands up!
0: Oh, Jesus, what is happening?
1: My crack! My crack! Gonna have your mother lick my crack.
0: My god, dude. That's
1: what your mom said when I bursted out my magnums. It's
0: absolutely wild to me that you are, like, so brilliant and also so...
1: So fucking hot! Hey, Bubba Dave. Hey, you know the song, The Great Abyss?
0: Uh, yeah, it's fucking incredible.
1: You're right. It is fucking perfect. It's also about your mom's snizatch. Brownie wrote Tunnel about her, too.
0: Oh, I know that's BS.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was just fucking with you, my dog. Sorry if you. Okay.
0: So, Aaron, how are you feeling as you're going into this new year of the Disco Biscuits?
1: Like a f- fucking boss. Like a fucking G. I roll like an original gangster. Hey, brother Dave, you know what I say every time your mom rides me?
0: Jesus. What, dude?
1: Do you want to sit on the rocket ship, serve freaking freaking
0: This really won't stop, huh? Man, you're a great musician, man, but like, all you wanna do is crack your
1: mom jokes? All I wanna do is bang your mom, ATD. That's all I wanna do. Oh, and fucking rage. That's why your boy is going on a Can I Speak to Your tour 2023, baby. What? That's right, it's not even a musical tour. It's just me going city to city, fucking partying like a goddamn rock star with anyone and everyone. First, we'll get high as fuck, and then I will probably end up playing a piano at some point, tripping balls and gagged out and still blaze everyone's domiciles just fucking playing the fucking piano like you never fucking even conceived possible because your brain is stupid and tiny and mine is huge and has mad fucking veins. Did
0: you just say your brain is... Veiny?
1: Fucking Veiny is fucked, dude. Fucking throbbing, dude. Serve you friggin' down. I wrote fucking a Resurrection, dude.
0: Yes, you did. I wrote
1: fucking Resurrection, dude. Resurrection.
0: I I know, Max.
1: Gotta just gonna bust it out in this next section.
0: That's it. Hey,
1: birthday.
0: What, Max? What? Let me guess. Something about my mom? Not, it.
1: I'm just gonna sing a little bit of Resurrection.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, sure. Go for it.
1: T-day! Your mom was at my
0: beck and call. Okay, all right, I'm done with this. Ladies and gentlemen, give it up for the incredible and perverted Aaron Magner.
1: I oh, will you get a break. It's a final class. Thank you, Wagner, so point, point, clear, baby. Thank
0: you. That guy is wild.
1: But you think you're crazy. Mm-hmm. But you think you're
0: wild. Dude, I thought you left.
1: Oh, I'm sorry. If you friggin'
0: do Once again, Aaron Magner. Out. Okay, get away from the mic. All right, well, that is going to wrap up today's episode of the Lot Scene Podcast. I want to thank all of my guests. Derek Trucks, Susan Tedeschi, Reef, the drum circle guy, Hominos, the crystal dealer, as well as Colonel Forbin and McGrupp. And lastly, my man Aaron Magner for coming into the studio today. Next week, I want to talk about one of my favorite tracks that was done for the disco biscuits it is a remix i don't think it gets talked about enough and so i want to talk about it also we are going to be bringing out a guy who runs post fish show orgies and so we are going to get a little understanding of of what that's all about and after that John Bell from Widespread Panic is coming back onto the podcast. And finally, we are going to be getting a visit from Umphries McGee. And they want to come onto the podcast to talk about some very serious issues that have gotten their attention. And they want more awareness on these very serious issues. So all of that is next week. Please follow the Lotsie Podcast on Instagram if you do not already. Thank you so much for listening episode of The Lot, a Lot, a Lot. A lot.